Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bikini Podcast. This is episode number 24 and today we're with new IFB Bikini Pro, Alexandra Vandal. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on. So first question I have for you, just as on a personal question, how does it feel to win your pro card at the Arnold? I feel absolutely amazing. I'm so blessed that the show still went on regardless of the circumstances and to be able to win was just amazing. I feel over the moon. So take us back to you know your, your competition history because you've been competing for a while. How did you get into the sport? Yeah, so I've, when I started studying um, at AIF Fitness, so since then I was like inspired by one of the girls studying there and she was, she was competing. I asked her about it and since then, like I never turned back. That was going back seven years. And in seven years, I've done 13 competitions. Oh, wow. So when so, was your first show? First show is dating back to when I was 18 years old. And you're 24 now. We're just talking about that off air. Yeah. And, and yeah, your yeah. birthday is this Sunday. So what are you going to do for you? You have a, you have a leg party or what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Well, like definitely something interesting. Uh, workout probably by myself <laughs> in isolation. Okay. Nothing fun. So when was the last time you competed? Because I think it was the, the IFB Elite show back in the day, right? Was yes. That the last one? So that was the second last one. Second last one. Yeah. When, when, when was the last competition? Last competition was 2018 Arnold's. And how did, how, how did you no. go the, how did you go to the Arnold's? Top call outs. So top six, but didn't, didn't get a placing. Oh, I actually, you know what's funny? I didn't know that. I thought your last show was um, that IFB Elite show yeah. where it was nationals, right? And you yeah, went the, in the overall for that? Yeah, so I went into a pro qualifier yep. and I missed out on the pro card that time. <laughs> but you got it now, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah. So, all right, so what we're going to do is... We're gonna go- so that, that, was, that was actually why I kept pushing. So don't really call the 2018 show much of a show because I gave it my all in the 2017 pro qualifier and... Yep. Once I did the 2018, I said, I'm coming back. And once I come back, I'm going to be my best, which was 2020. And I'm calling it going to come back. So we're it. not done yet. Once they um, release the show dates for the end of the year, I'm going to keep prepping for those. So that's actually one of the questions that I have. I might as well ask you now. So what's your yeah. intention for your pro debut? Is it that Australian show that they've got season B? Is yeah, that the one? so it'll be the Australian show. And if they open up the borders later this, this year, flying out, um, and doing a couple of shows overseas in the US yep. with Team Destroy Athlete Steph <laughs> as well. Hey, I've got to ask you, you asked me this at the at the dinner that we yeah. had, right? Who's going to win out of you and Steph? Well, my mindset's pretty strong. I do love Steph, but I think I'm going to crush it. <laughs> I don't think I know. So. You're going <laughs> to see that, Steph? You got challenges accepted. So she knows this though. But that you know the best part about it is is that you guys are gonna push each other and because yeah. you're you know you're really good friends back and forth, you're probably gonna advantage over anyone else that doesn't have that extra push because you'll be competing in the same shows and you gotta take it to the next level. So I think you you know, if anything, you've got an advantage over everyone else. Yeah, definitely. Love loved her support throughout um my previous prep, which was um for the pro pro card win and it was incredible. Definitely got me through. Yes. Uh, where I needed to be with the mindset and everything. And as well as your coaching, loved it. You guys leveled me up to be <laughs> the champion I am today. So just for anyone that doesn't know, so Steph was your posing coach. So how long um, out of the show did you start like working on your posing? Um, 
So started my prep um, with you, Troy, um, last September. So yeah. I think give or take was 24 week prep. And with posing, I was doing my own posing, but I did notice I um, needed tweaking and definitely needed fixing. And I wanted to be perfect and like learn from a pro- professional athlete so I can level up. I went to see her about give or take, I think 13 weeks out, but we're nailing it and we're doing um, one-on-ones, I think about eight weeks. We are just really seeing it. each other on the weekly. Yeah. Yeah. And so ha- she- how often were you sort of, cause you're going with her weekly, but how often were you practicing yourself? Every single day after, after training, after training every single so day, about half an hour. I yeah. Think. yeah. So it's, it's not just, I think it's important for, you know, you, for anyone out there to practice their posing and learn how to move the body, but it's also posing conditioning, being able to pose for a long period of time. Cause sometimes when you're on stage, you might get a cramp, you might be like, Oh shit, I'm getting tired. But if you practice every day, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, it's going to add up and you're going to have really good posing endurance when it comes to, you know, especially when you're battling for a pro card and you're in multiple categories. I agree with that. So what, what I want to do is I've got a lot of questions here. So we've got, how old are you? You've got 24. You mentioned that already. What is your favorite drink? And we can, mm. <laughs> we can do <laughs> non-alcoholic beverage. We could do yeah. pre-workout. We can do whatever you like. Okay. So I'll probably start with a pre-workout. Um, anything that has a lot of caffeine in it, love caffeine. So love black coffee in general. Um, I'll go with one more rep and maybe... Um, C4 as well. So love those two pre-workouts. And then for a non-alcoholic beverage would have to be vanilla sugar-free Coke, maybe <laughs> that one. Really? And yeah. for an alcoholic beverage, like a cocktail, probably something, something sweet and not too strong or yeah. a cider. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. So what we've got here is Belle Photography. So I'm saying Belle Photography because everyone knows who she is. Yeah. I'm going to give her a shout out because she takes some kick-ass images. She wants to know about your winning mindset. And actually a lot of people ask me about that have messaged me, you know, so how did that start and how did that come about? Yes. So this year, like coming into this year, I really promised myself that I'm going to take my mindset to the next level. I'm started reading a lot more books, be way more tuned in with myself, more humble, just in general, and look up all the people that are doing well in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, like top athletes in general, top like business people, read about their mindset and just implement it with, um, within myself for my prep. So who, who's, who are some of the people that, you know, you, cause I, I know, but maybe the people yeah. listening. Yes. So who, who are so some of your favorites? One of the number one people that I um, like get inspiration from is David Goggins. Mm-hmm. He is a Navy SEAL and I did read his book throughout my prep and also like some top athletes like, um, Kobe Bryant, um, Michael Jordan, and also like uh, Ronaldo, like I read into their mindset and hmm. things like that. You know what? Yeah. See, like I love, obviously Kobe's cool. I'm a big, yeah. big fan of MJ and big fan of Goggins, but I've actually never read into Ronaldo at all. So yeah, he's great. Yeah. Very, very driven. Love, love it. Yeah. So definitely so- helped me. I think this was um, going five weeks out. I really got into it and just read into his, um, his journey as well. Yeah, is that sort of like more on YouTube that you search for him or? Yeah, on YouTube, yeah. yes. All right, I'm going to, you know what, after this, you're going to have to send me some stuff so I can get updated on Ronaldo. But it makes sense because <laughs> yes. if you're like one of the best at what you do or you're the best at what you do, you know, you get a, this success leads clues and these people obviously have been there and done that. So they're going yeah, obviously sure. to learn from them and there's, everyone has a different way to do things. So like Goggins is a complete maniac. 
Jordan was a complete freaking maniac. And then mm. Kobe was like Jordan version 2.0, very much the same. Yeah. How did you find that, you know, that mindset that you're developing during prep? You said you were reading David Goggins' this book. So it's, anyone that's listening, his book is I Can't Hurt Me. I've um, yeah. had, I've read it myself and I love it. I recommend probably that book and Relentless to everyone. And Relentless is um, Tim Grover, uh, Michael Jordan's trainer. So for anyone listening that you haven't checked it out, check out those books because it really helps. But how did you find, you know, like, you know, at what point in your prep did you have a struggle and you're like, you know, you referred something to the book or how did you overcome adversity? What were some of the things that you told yourself and how did you get over it? Yeah, so we all, of course, like are harsh on ourselves and like I always want to be the best that I can be. So most most times like after training it would come over me and the thoughts of like oh you're not good enough and things like that so yeah. i'll just relate it back to the quotes i've written down from the greatest and just like kept repeating that until yeah you know I what i, I want to um tell a quick story as well um when before the queensland show prudence and, and you came down to where did we go it was like at anytime fitness gym and did posing there and like Prudence was, I think Prudence went first, did she? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, Prudence went first and then you went second. Prudence was in really good shape and condition. And, um, and then I saw you pose as well. And yeah, Prudence was mind blown about your glutes. Remember the, do you remember what she said? She's just like, look at your glutes. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, yeah, definitely made my day. Because I was in such a rush that entire day and um, just posing there and like just seeing her and um, that compliment was amazing. Yeah, definitely helped. And it's really in our heads, you know, last, yeah. was it two days out? Yeah, it was two days out. So that was um, your first day of carb up. And I think Prudence, yeah. that was her second day of carb up because we started a day earlier for her. But for you, we only yes, did two yes. day. And that was, it was funny because that was only after one meal and you were technically <laughs> flat, but you didn't look that flat. I was just like, holy shit, you've got a lot of muscle. And it's yeah. funny, like, you know, I get check-ins, videos, photos, whatever. But then you see, to see you in real life, the amount of muscle you had. I remember we had that chat sort of after you, after you finished posing. And I said, what, do, you, do you remember what I said to you when we had that? Yes. When we sat down? It's yours if you want it. It's yours if you want I it. I remember that yeah. that quote you said, and that stuck with me until, yeah, winning the Queensland overall and just kept, like, using that until the Arnold's and just, like, cleaned it up. That yeah. was – I woke up with it and I went to sleep with it, with that quote. Yeah. That was enough. Like, I knew it. Because we, we, it was interesting because we had a good chat and I said to you, you know, in, it was funny because like you never know how the judging is going to go, what they're going to look for. And Prudence looked very good. Obviously, she went on to win the short class and both of you were in the overall, which is really cool. Yes. And, um, it's amazing. It was, a, it was a tough battle. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I couldn't be happier, you know, with both of you in there. But it was interesting. Um, I remember I said to you, you know, in three weeks time after this show, the job isn't done. Like you need to get back on the grind because you can win a pro card. And that's exactly what I told you. And you were just like, yes. all right, back, back to work immediately. So a lot of people will, you know, like after comp, they'll be like, oh, I'm going to have a cheat meal, blah, blah, blah. You went straight back to the grind because you knew what you needed to do. And the yeah. size is there, you know, we just need to get in better condition. And that was obviously the goal and um, you got after it. So, you know, what can you say? So when it comes to, you know, switching on like that and you see everyone else going out having a cheat meal post comp, you won the overall and you didn't have a cheat meal. So how did you sort of manage that and say, you know what, job's not done. I've got more to do when everyone else you see is celebrating, but really you had every right to celebrate. Yeah. Oh, I was so fulfilled. That's that win is all I wanted to reassure me 
that I have have what it takes to take out the overall and win that pro card. Yeah. That's all I needed. And yeah, I just remembered like another another greatest person I do look up to is Arnold. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. So reading to his stuff as well. So he definitely got me through it. He went through a lot of adversity to where he is today. So yeah, you're just like, what's a cheat meal? Don't even need it. Lol. Yeah. <laughs> he says, um, I think he um I think he uses a quote as well, like um, keep going until it hurts. Like it doesn't even count reps. So I just kept yeah. going. When did you so the next question I have is when did you start believing that you could win your pro card? Uh, I do a lot of writing down stuff. So I did yeah. write it. <laughs> this, this might be a bit full on, cool. but I do believe in everything you write down and like say out loud comes yeah. true. So I did write, um, like on the, on the mirrors in a whiteboard marker, like new IFBB bikini pro and I dated it, yeah. um, about probably four weeks out. So this was just one week from the actual show show, but i actually did start believing it after taking out the overall i just put it out in the universe and just kept working for it because it was interesting um when after after we had that chat and i seen you win you're backstage you're pretty confident but i think the biggest change that i seen in you was that queensland show in between the queensland and arnold you just went on fucking fire and i had a conversation with many conversations with steph about i'm like alexandra's just flipped the switch she's on the money like this bitch is going to kill everyone like you're obviously I've, I coach a lot of people, right? Yeah. But with you, you I've, I've never seen someone so dramatically just turn it on after a show. Generally people maybe will relax or they're the same confidence. Like no job wasn't done. You pushed it even harder. I've never seen anyone mm-hmm. do that. So what do you think enabled you to do that? Cause when most, most people probably yes. go the other way. So I do, I do know what it is. So after our chat and like after our chat at any time we were um, doing the posing, that mm-hmm. definitely helped me. So what, what I always needed is someone to believe in me and you as a coach have, has, have done that. That's all I needed to push that extra, extra bit. So I did believe myself, but someone showing me that I have what it takes is all I needed and I definitely went for it. Yeah, that's cool. So <laughs> the next question I have is, this is, from, this is from Shannon. Yeah. So I'll say this is pretty funny. So how do I get glutes like that, please? And she did like a laughing, crying face emoji. Shannon. In the overall. Oh, overall. Yeah. Oh, she's amazing. How does she get glutes like that? Uh, okay. Well, let's, let's discuss top maybe glute exercises, the go-tos um, that you have us doing. So definitely hip thrust and lying leg curl hip thrusts <laughs> till there. Till the, till the death. That's the secret. And Till it's funny because yeah. I actually have, um, I'm pretty sure someone in here has wrote, wrote some glute exercises, but that is a, that is a trade secret. So if anyone does mm-hmm. start doing shit to the death, you know where it came from. Um, and when, and when you go like you, you're not stopping at 20, it's like 40 plus. Yeah. That's the key to the city. So, you know, most people, I think, you know, one of the next questions I've got is how did you get good muscle density? But um, before we get to that, I think one thing that I know about you, the amount of muscle that you have it's, there's no shit that you train really, really hard. So if the rep range is 10 to 20 and then it's like, okay, every, every set partial repetitions to the death, you literally do partial repetitions. So you can't do it anymore. Yes. So sometimes it could be an extra 20, could be extra 30. You literally murder the fuck out of the set. Yeah. So from the first time I received the program, I looked at it and I said to myself, this, this is going to challenge me, but I know I'm going to come out and I'm going to look totally different to whatever I looked before. So when I do do the program, I go for the higher rep ranges. So yep. if it's 
10 to 15, I always tend to do the 15. And yeah, yeah if it's 30 to 40, 40 plus, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't bother me. If, that's, that's, if it's not hurting, it's not working. Yeah, I, I like that. Because yeah, yeah, sometimes um, yeah, in the programming, I'll do 8 to 12, 12 to 15. And you're always going for the longer reps. So you're thinking, I want to do more and I want to hurt more. Yeah. That's actually and I funny. I want to be ahead of everyone. That's cool because we've never we've never said any you know we haven't had that discussion but it's interesting to hear that so it's like mm. you know for anyone that's listening how can you push yourself to to be the hardest working person in the room so on your program I mean th- how basic is that if it's twelve to fifteen do fifteen don't do twelve and then you know you can do your drop sets on top of that you can do your rest pauses I want I remember one time on Instagram you uploaded like a, I think it was like a barbell hip thrust. And you did some nasty yes. rest pauses. It was heavy as hell, but it was with really good form. And I remember looking at that video thinking, shit, this bitch trains hard. Because yeah, I think it was 160 barbell hip thrust, banded was, too. Yeah, it banded, but it was like, the most impressive thing about that was it was after multiple, multiple sets. And it's like, yeah. it wasn't like first exercise, I'm fresh and ready to go. You're not resting long in between sets you're keeping the intensity up. The goal isn't to be a powerlifter and lift as heavy as possible, but you're putting tension on the muscle, keeping blood in there and not resting a lot in between sets. So it's not just the weight, it's the way that you were training executing it, and yeah. executing resting in between sets. It was just destroying it. So I remember seeing that and I thought, wow, like this is why Alexander has so much muscle, you know, versus some of the other competitors. And you're watching you live on stage, you know, in the, at the Arnold and even at the Queensland uh, qualifying event you're, you had the most muscle density in the shoulders the back the legs the, the whole package and it's obviously you know a big reason for that is the way that you train and your training intensity so people are like oh you know these questions how do we get good muscle density how do we get big glutes train your fucking ass off you know put the work in if you're putting the work in it's game on and i think that's something that you did really well um so with the next question it was how did you get good muscle density so do you want to go into that a little bit more yeah, of course. So I started training about seven, eight years ago, yeah. but quite seriously about four to five when I started like proper competitions and just like always wanted to hit muscle, like from every single angle and just like look like, of course, no one's perfect, but try and look as close to perfect as possible. So back muscles, every single thing, like I wouldn't just do two exercises. I'd be doing a little bit more and quite a few sets so I can get that nice definition when I do cut down. So when you even like with your clients, right, when you do programming, you're you a fan of doing a lot of sets, a lot of reps as well? Because obviously you're, yes. you train that way. So you try to get your yes. clients to do the same thing? Definitely four plus um, exercises per muscle group. Yeah. Even more. Even more. The more the, more the better. And then, the, then you get yeah. the food to recover off the muscle type of thing. Yeah. For sure. With your, um, just quickly, this is a question that's not on the list, but something I want to ask you with your career long-term wise, you know, what do you see yourself doing? Where do you want to be? Yeah. Um, if not, uh, if not in Australia, possibly overseas, but my goal is definitely to open up a um, gym facility Yeah. somewhere, either Melbourne or, uh, Queensland Gold Coast based. Ooh, Melbourne. Yes. You didn't tell me this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to live, used to live down in Melbourne, um, take it back for oh, maybe seven, eight years now. Yeah. Maybe more than that. Yeah. And I do miss it, but the weather is something else. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm feeling you right now in isolation, at least, you know, you ladies up there in Queensland, get some sun. It's cold as yeah. hell down here. You got, you said you had the aircon on before, you know, I've got yeah. the heater on down here. 
<laughs> oh wow yeah, yeah so yeah aircon's gold so other than um the gym definitely see myself taking competing to the next level as a professional athlete so in the pro league yeah competing overseas and the aim is of course to make it to the olympia so i'm gonna i know that you're gonna say that so i'm gonna ask you right now when are you gonna be on the olympia stage when are you gonna think all right i'm gonna qualify i'm gonna make it happen timeline 2022 2022 two years two years plenty of time to to rack up some points but you know what this is interesting like because you've got so much size you know, you probably can refine your physique a little bit more, improve slightly yeah. in the right areas. But, you know, the main thing for you is probably what can you do really more than other competitors is getting get in condition and keep working on your posing presentation because the size that you have, like even on a pro stage, people can be like, whoa, you know, Alexandra's got some crazy sides. So, yeah, yeah. you know, speaking of the pro stage as well, I want to ask you, are there any bikini competitors that you like or you look up to and you think, wow, I love her physique? Hmm. Yes. So always have admired um, Angelica Teixeira. Yeah. I love her. And another lady I like, like Laura Lee as well, but also Attila. I really oh, like Attila. Her. Yeah. Cause she's, you know, kind of come on the scene a little bit lately and she's improving. She's got very, a bit of muscle on her too. Very impressive physique. Yeah. Got a love little bit, bit of muscle on her. That crazy yeah. curly hair as well is pretty cool, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Think, what was she? I think did she make top six at the Olympia last year? Or no, no, maybe not. But she was in the top ten, I think. Yeah, top ten. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think she probably got overlooked a little bit. She probably should have been moved up a little. Yeah. So all right, so we got twenty twenty two for the Olympia. Did you have a yeah. conversation? When did when did Steph saying she's going? She's going to qualify? Has she told you that? Ooh. We we didn't talk about that yet, but definitely putting it out there for myself. Twenty twenty two. I see it. So yeah. two years from now, easy. Yeah. Easy done. Okay. So the next question that I have for you is, this is, this is a funny one. Who is your favorite team destroy athlete or teammate, excluding Steph? So you can't, not including Steph. Who's, who's your favorite? Oh, oh, you're putting me on the spot. I don't think that's a question. <laughs> it is a question that was asked to me today. So who's your favorite <laughs> team destroy teammate, excluding Steph? I... I'm definitely not biased, but Queensland girls for the win and it's Prudence. I love her too. <laughs> she, yeah. if I could um, put her in a backpack, she's like a little Barbie cutie doll. Like actually do love her. Yeah. Yeah. You I've know. known Prudence for quite a bit oh, yeah? actually. And we've been competing um, in a couple of shows together. We even were in a same top six call out where she took the overall in 2018. So yeah. I was in that call out, but didn't get a placing and she took the overall and even then, yeah, stunning. We weren't in the same team at the time, but yeah. Yeah. Just, it, it, you know what? Now. The best part about that question is she was the one that asked it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so you got, yeah, you're good. And it's, um, yeah. so Prudence, believe me, I didn't tell Alex about the question. This is a <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, love you, Prudence. <laughs> so we got, um, your next question, which is, you sort of covered it before, but I'll ask you anyway. So what is your favorite exercise for building glutes? If you can only pick one, what would it be? Definitely hip thrusts. And why? Is, it, is that a barbell or is that Smith machine? What do you prefer? Um, I prefer Smith machine, but if there isn't one, barbell will do the job. Uh, I do, do feel like you can definitely like feel that burn in the glutes way more than any other exercise. On the Smith machine? And time under tension, yeah, as well. Yeah. So 
with the um because you know I've, I've said this before on other podcasts right and i'm gonna say it to you you've got probably like the biggest glutes in australia for a bikini competitor right so yeah. for anyone that's listening it's like okay how did she build it training hard take your notes ladies training hard going crazy with partial repetitions time under tension just said smith machine is a favorite exercise it may not be for you but try it out try it out instead of going really heavy try to hold and squeeze it slow down the repetitions feel the muscle yeah, that's definitely been the key. I've never rushed through any workouts, always been contracting when I'm working any, any muscle group, but definitely the glutes and legs always contract every single rep, no rush because you're not going to build any muscle rushing through it. Definitely. With the next question, what home exercise is your favorite? So it's very difficult to get in, you know, some good sessions. You've got, you've got a decent home setup though, but what would be your favorite home? Bad. What's your favorite home gym exercise? Um, maybe single arm back rows, but even with a with a dumbbell or a kettlebell, I don't mind it. I really like um how it kind of the makes kettle- the back feel. Yeah, the kettlebell's legit, yeah. hey. Yeah, very. Actually, very. It, it, it just feels different. Works the muscle properly. Have you got um like a like a thick handle or what type of kettlebell have you got? Uh, like a like a slim one, like a little little slim one, but it's okay. eight kilos, so. Quite okay, so, you, so you're just squeezing the hell out of it. Yeah. All right. So next question that I have is, so one thing, so tell us one thing that you didn't expect in prep, but you had to deal with it and they want to know how did you handle it? So something that just popped up that was like, oh shit, you know, how do I handle this? What do I do? Well, apart, everyone dealt with coronavirus, but <laughs> is there anything um, in prep that you're like, shit, this is a speed bump. How did you overcome that speed bump? Well, Trying to think. So probably I do tend tend to feel my knees quite a bit due yep. to just overload and just like step up or cardio and things like that. But even that didn't get me down. If if we're talking about challenges, that definitely was one of the biggest challenges. Definitely. Uh, and did you were you a big fan of icing? Did you ice your legs much or your knees? Iced them, yeah. And I yeah, magnesium baths and things like that definitely helped. Magnesium bath, that's interesting. Yeah, absent salt bar. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna say, um, yes. but you can get mag. You, you, that's fine. Are you? Do you? Um, have you ever used magnesium spray? Yes, I actually do. Uh, I think it's on the. Yeah, I do. Do tend to use it every single day. That was another trick. Yeah. If you would call it a trick, because I think everyone knows anyway, so it's not really a trick, but. Yeah. So with recovery, your. It's great. Because you're obviously a really like you know a strong-minded competitor. What's one thing that like, you know, before you hit the stage and you're about to go on, is there something that you tell yourself, you know, before you jump on stage or what are you thinking about before you walk on? This year I used the quote, um, you are enough. I am enough. So like just kept saying that because in the years leading up to this year, this year's competition, I always used to compare and didn't think I was good enough, even though I did look quite, quite good and prep for the show. I never believed that I could be yeah, the one that so takes it out. And this year I just let go of all those things and I just believed. So that's, that was the quote. And that's still the quote I'm living by. I am enough. I am enough. So that's actually really deep. How did you come up with that? You know? I've read a lot of books, but yeah, I heard it somewhere and I just, it, it really resonated with me. Yeah. yeah it's that, pretty full on. It is. <laughs> hey, yeah. like I, I am enough. Like, and it's interesting, you know, that, I think one take that people probably can, you know, when they're listening to this, it's like 
what gets measured gets results. If you do, if you want to improve something, you want to improve your mindset. So you just said, you know, you struggled with it in the past. And then this prep, you're like, no, this is the goal that I want. I want to do well. This is my comeback. You put the work in, you did your reading, you did your research, you took notes, you got your favorite quotes and repetition every day, not just in the gym, but in your mind. You're just sort of like telling yourself these positive things, where you want to go, putting it out to the universe. And I think a lot of people can learn from that because some people will like, all right, I want to, you know, win a win the first time as win a novice category, win a open category, whatever it is. But outside of the gym, they're not working on their mindset. They're just going to the gym, doing what the coach tells them, and that's it. It's like what matters is the one percenters and the things that other people aren't doing. So I think, you know, not only did your physique change, but your mindset changed. And how do you think that mindset is gonna, you know, help you when you do your pro debut? Is it something that you continue continuing to work on? Yes, for sure. Um, since the pro win, I've even actually started listening to even more podcasts, doing um, daily habits. So um, calming the mind, so meditating, reading mm. books, and also um, walks and things like that. Just just spending time in nature and definitely writing down stuff. So gratitude journaling as well. That's been um, wow, something okay. that I've started adding in since the pro win. Yeah. So I've, I think I've seen you. It's like you like um, when you say gratitude journal things like I am grateful for like, you know, roof over my head. Yes. I'm grateful for whatever it is that, so that, that way it's I just, also write, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I also write down, um, probably five to 10 goals for the day yep. and then get, um, how I'm going to feel throughout the day, how I actually do want to feel for, um, for the day ahead and then I get my day started. That's crazy. So you do that first thing in the morning and then first do you do, morning, yeah. do you do anything before bed at night? Is that meditation time? Um, or? Yes, that's, that's, yeah, meditation time. So I use the Calm app. I've got the uh, paid version, but you can also get it um, on, uh, like, just, just the free version. And there's also, I'm pretty sure I listen to, so it's LeBron James, Train oh, Your Mind, oh. A Champion's Mindset. All right, I've, I've got to check that out. Okay, it's funny because we're on a Zoom yeah. call and you're showing me the, the phone. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. So LeBron, huh? Okay. I must admit, I'm not much of a LeBron fan. You know why? Because yeah, why's that? Do you, do you watch like I go on YouTube and I watch the Michael Jordan yes. versus LeBron James debates? Oh yes. Oh, come on, man. MJ's the king. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, he 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 does nail these um like um speeches and things like that. Yeah, no, like if it wasn't for the the, the whole debate that people have, then I'd like LeBron, but I hate him almost because of that. Yeah. But I, st- I like, you know, you know what I mean? It's like one of those things. Yes, for sure, for like, sure. He's a champion athlete, but it's like, you know, you're not Jordan. That's, you know, yeah. that's, just, that's why I get like all shitty about it. It's like, no, you're not Jordan. Yeah, for sure. Are you kidding me? You know? And I had another question. What would you do for someone? Like you probably just went through it anyway. For, so for someone that's struggling, um, that doesn't believe in themselves, what would you tell them? Like if you were coaching them or you're a friend of theirs, what would you do to help them, you know, get out of that and to start believing in themselves? I'll tell them to uh, probably work on their mind and rather than listening to every single person's advice other than their coaches, yeah. just listen to your coach and start reading books, work on your mind and yeah, like don't negative self-talk as well. That's a big one. I think, you know, yeah, that's a big one. we're all guilty of that sometimes. Like even I, I do that and I'm like, hold on a second, check yourself. No, don't, don't do that focus on you know the positives and there's a big difference between saying for example oh my glutes suck my glutes are small versus i'm going to work on my glutes i'm going to crush my leg session tomorrow because i, w- I want to grow I'm, I'm going to grow and i think that's where people probably make the mistake it's like you keep bashing yourself down 
you can be aware of weak weaknesses in, you know, in your physique, in your life, but you need to look at it and go, okay, what can I do right now to change it? And I think, you know, everything that you've said that, you know, you do gratitude journaling, your, you know, your focus, you've got quotes before you go on stage, when you're training, you're thinking about things, you're, you're putting in positive messages in your brain all the time throughout the day. Cause you listen to your podcast as well. And I think yeah. that's something that probably people need to do anything that's negative, like people that talk shit, negative self-talk about themselves. You need to stop that and you need to stop anyone that's, you know, obstructing you from your goals. If they're negative, people don't get anywhere. But if you change your mindset, you change the, change the way that you think about yourself, you can get after it and you can do yourself proud. I agree with that hundred percent. So the next question I have, so everyone's got these mindset questions because they're curious as to, you know, yeah. how, how'd you, how'd you get after it, which is really cool. So how do you overcome having a bad day? So obviously, you know, I have a bad day. Sometimes you have a bad day. You know, you do your gratitude journaling in the morning. You, you do your whole process. And all of a sudden, some, whatever it is, something hits you. How do you go about handling that? In prep or it doesn't matter if it's in prep, if it's just, off season. Just in general? Yeah, just in yeah. general. Well, I compare my life and the things I have in life to someone else that, um, like probably overseas that doesn't have much like in a third world country. So yeah. I'm always grateful for the things. So I've got a roof over my head, clean clothes, fresh water, um, food. And if there's anything that doesn't go my way, I can still turn it around by having a positive outlook on life. So That's yeah. definitely helped. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a, that's, um, that's a really good answer. I've got, um, it feels like, a, I mean, like full on interviewing you, but um, these are some really good questions and good answers. Uh, yeah. Next question I have is how did you become so humble? So like, I know as a coach, right, that you're, you're very grateful. You're very humble. You don't talk shit about people. You're just happy to be in the moment. You worked hard, like even backstage, you know, you're saying, oh, this person looks good. This person looks good. You're not one of those, you know, people that are bitching and complaining about others. So what made you so humble? Yeah. So in my upbringing, like I was always pushed to be like great. I always wanted to be the best and it's definitely shaped me um, who I am today. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's been hard and I like love it. I'm so thankful. I always wanted to, yeah, be the best. Now that's cool. I, I dig that. Um, we've got a question here. Would you sort of answer that before? It's like how long you've been training for and that's yeah. um, since you were 18 pretty much and then you've been training seriously for about last four to five years? Yeah. Is that right? Four to five years. Since, since like, yeah. So I've done a couple of ICN shows when it was first IMBA, but then definitely got in serious when I joined up the IFBB. Yeah. The next question that we have is, did you find having a long off season beneficial for the prep? So, because you last competed in what, 2018, you said at the Arnold. And then yeah. really that's what, two years, that's a two year off season almost pretty much. Yeah. And then going into prep. Yeah, I, I actually, first first of all, I had the fear of missing out, of course, as every bikini competitor or just in, competitor in general has, yeah. seeing all the updates online, everyone competing. I just kept telling myself, if I have this off-season, I'm going to come back and I'm going to bring a new package, something different, not always come in looking exactly the same yeah. like some competitors do, Yeah, which is, which is hard because we all want to, like be on stage and have that feeling of always competing. But if you do want to improve, it's good having a good off season and also doing a longer prep, which I'm super grateful for. This was probably one of the longest preps I've done with you, uh, Troy, and it was the best one. If it's funny because I haven't even really posted or we haven't posted sort of starting photos and after like before and afters, but you grew a lot in this prep. 
like I actually haven't actually put it into a collage like properly before. Yes. But I remember, um, you know, we're discussing it, you know, as, as you were dieting and going through it and, you know, we struggled to, to getting, you know, really good condition, but I just noticed, I'm like, wow, this woman just keeps growing. That's why I think, um, you know, when we first started, you had, you have like, like you had good delts, you had good back, everything was there, but you know, you grew your legs, your glutes got yeah, bigger, sure. your delts got bigger, everything just improved your calves um, were a weak point and then you brought them up during prep. And I was just like, I've never seen anyone grow so much during a prep, but I think it's because, you know, you committed to doing a longer prep. You did it for, you know, 24 weeks and obviously a lot of size was put on. So people think, you know, all right, what can I do, you know, to improve my physique? If you do a longer prep, you know, if you're committing yourself to that time frame, you're going to grow. And I think, you know, I'd like to say anyone, anyone else's before and afters, but I'd probably say that you probably grew the most out of anyone I've ever seen in a 24 week period. You probably grew more than um, most people do in their off season. Yeah, for sure. Um, what I also enjoyed, so I actually thought I had a bikini body before coming to see you, but you definitely changed my mind about that. My legs are <laughs> not impressive at all. No yeah. side delts. So it, the program was perfect. Perfect. So what do you, so jumping on that right now, what do you think you need to improve on for your pro debut? Definitely conditioning. Yep. And a bit more sass in posing, just a little bit more, even just bring it even more. Do you think in terms of muscle development that you're like, oh, I'd like to bring this up a little bit more or what's your opinion on your overall so you physique? Thought maybe taking the back down, but I don't think like shrinking the back, but I wouldn't know. It was funny because we had that, we had the discussion because like your back just kept growing yeah. and uh, we took out yeah. a lot of exercises, didn't we? Like we weren't training For much. Sure. And I was just like, damn, it's just, it's really good because you've got crazy taper from the front and the rear. And I think a lot of, you know, competitors need that, but I say to all bikini competitors, it's better to build the size and have it and then go, okay, we need to step back a little bit because once the size is there, you can just do everything else. It'd be interesting to see, you know what I need to do? Like I haven't got any, I actually didn't request feedback from the judges. Cause I was like, I spoke to some of the judges on the day because I was speaking about Rochelle and you, and they were just like, we had Alexandra winning because her size is overwhelming. Her glute shot. As soon as you turn to the reel, it was game over pretty much from, from the judge's point of view. And you're obviously having the biggest glutes <laughs> on, on the amateur stage. I think, you know, the judges were super impressed with your glute size. And I think, you know, what they want to see is conditioning improvements. But I want to know if they think, you know, you need to bring up any other body parts with the conditioning. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Have you had a chance to speak to anyone? No, not yet. But I definitely wanted to implement some of the feedback for my upcoming pro show. So yeah. definitely we'll be looking at that. I'll have sure. to, um, yeah, remind me off air to, to follow up with that. Yes. That way, come up with a game plan because, you know, it's going to be difficult to see what happens with this corona stuff anyway. How do you, um, how do you feel about it? And even business-wise, are you, are you PTing out of... Um, your garage is that your garage yeah for sure um little studio i call it <laughs> yeah but um yeah it's mainly for i actually set it up for myself mainly and then some people just got around to coming around and training like which which are my clients and things like that but mainly i've been non-stop training for years and years and just like being like being put on pause like that was not a that was not something i could deal with mentally definitely yeah. That was a big struggle when they announced the gym closures on Sunday for Monday being the last day. Thought my whole world ended. Yeah, it's um, it's it's difficult to keep the mind busy as well. And um, with that, uh, you mentioned before that you know you you love listening to podcasts. What are some of your favorite podcasts and why? Yes, so Ed Milet 
um, their oh, Ed, knowledge show. Ed, Ed's, Ed's great. If anyone hasn't listened to Ed, yes. he's just, um, what's the best way to explain him? He's just very, just straightforward, you know? And he's got like a little bit of a fitness background. Yeah, so I does. really enjoyed that bit about him, mm. um, but very humble. <laughs> I love that. He's a humble dude. Yeah. But you know what? There's this confidence about him. You know, he's mm. extremely confident and, but it's like confident, humble, but you just know, yeah. don't fuck with this guy. And the message definitely sticks with you when you listen to him. Andy Frisella from time mm. to time. Yeah. He's but, good. He's a little bit harsh. If you like swearing, which I don't mind, he's definitely says it just how it is. A lot yeah. of, um, f-bombs <laughs> yeah in the podcast but he's great and um someone else is emily hayden she's a, a I, I fellow think I've been pro, yeah yeah how long uh, yeah i actually um i haven't listened to her podcast um i've got to check it out so does she just sort of do like a day in the life does she interview people what is how, what's her podcast like uh she does interview people covers like a bit about about her life but she's a, a little bit religious and just like believes in you know like putting good things out there and just being, being nice in the world, you know, yeah, good I definitely, energy. definitely resonate with that. And that's why I like listening to her. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, going back so to the pros you just mentioned, um, Emily, but which Australian pro, you know, if let's, let's say for example, right. If, um, the Arnold went on for the pro show <laughs> yes. out of, out of everyone, this is my question to you, right. Who do you think would have been Australia's highest placing pro if the Arnold went forward? Trying to think who was prepping because there was a lot of IFBB bikini pros prepping from yeah. Australia. Yeah. yeah. All right. That so is. like, I, it's funny because um, I can't remember. Everyone. So if anyone's listening and I'm, I'll leave um, you out, I'm sorry. But um, off the yeah. top of my head, like you've got um, Melissa Carver, you've got, you got Claire, you've got um, Cara Saunders, you've got uh, Julia Barnard, Nicole Tan, jeez, um, uh, Ness Herrera. Because Ness, Ness Herrera, she placed fourth last year. Yeah. She was Australia's highest placing pro. Um, you had Alif doing her pro debut as well. Yeah. Um, you got um, Manuela Shanae. from Shanae. Shanae, yeah, Shanae was doing it as yes. well. And then also yeah. Manuela from WA. I think that's everyone. I counted. That's nine. I'm sorry if I left anyone out, but yeah. that's a lot of that's a lot of girls. So what, what, yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, that's a tough one. I'm Team Cara all the way. Love Cara. Been looking up to her since the elite days when she got her pro card. I do love her. So definitely would be putting her in like top, top call outs for sure. And then also tall girls for the win. So probably Shanae. <laughs> Just like, yeah. <laughs> tall like girls for the win. Yeah. 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 I mean, I can't blame you. So it's like, you know, cause we actually did mention that when, we're, um, when I was in Queensland for your state show, we're talking about Cara saying, you know, that was one of the people that you looked up to when you're sort of yes. up and coming. Um, which was which is pretty cool. So it was interesting. We had that conversation. I said, what's going to happen is you're going to win a pro card and then you're going to be the next car and then people are going to look up to you. And here we are right now. True. Yeah. Do you remember that? This was, um, yeah. this was before the Queensland show. This was, I think one day out where we did posing at Ashmore, yes. right? Yeah. Pretty sure it was one day out. Yeah. Cause we did, yeah. did we two? Oh yeah. We did two days out posing at the anytime fitness and then one day out we went to Ashmore and then that's when we had that conversation. That was really cool. All right. So moving forward, you know, if all you girls are in the pro show, can you, do you think you can beat everyone? Mm. With the mindset, yes. Just got to bring yes. up that conditioning and Just that will crush it. Because it comes through. Um, all I'm going to say is when you believe in yourself, it shows. It just yeah. shows like on stage, honestly. Yeah. 
Oh, that's that's another thing. Oh, this is this is so funny. I wanted to tell tell everyone yeah. um the um yeah. the day before the Arnold. Yeah, the, everyone probably doesn't know this. You yes, yes. you did a photo shoot. <laughs> you were like, oh yeah. You were walking around the city. Biggest biggest no no of all time. I can't believe you did that because yeah. with posing and you're walking around, inflammation. So people, mm. um, it's funny like. You know, if you got a, it doesn't matter if you got a good coach, you got a good athlete. Sometimes if you don't think about things, you're like, oh, I want to do a shoot because I'm in shape, and it's mm. like, you need to chill the fuck out the day before the show. And when you told me that, I almost like had a heart attack. I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was actually a spontaneous thing because like I look like definitely in condition and just wanted to capture the moment, which wasn't the best idea. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I have to admit, I think it cost you a little bit of conditioning on the on show day. For sure, for sure. Because you're a little bit inf- you're a little bit inflamed, mm. and then it was funny. Um, I remember. Um, what was it? You, you you uploaded the Instagram video of like a photo shoot. I think it was yeah. like IGTV, and yeah. I sent I sent it to Steph and I said, "Look at this!" <laughs> like a day before the show, you look crazy, and I was just like, "Yeah, you know, you had a little bit of." Because you're probably posing. How long were you doing that shoot for? <sighs> about maybe one, one or two hours, but it was all like squeezing flex. Yeah. Squeeze. And I'm like, I don't have any energy to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you know yeah. what? You, you still brought it home. Um, on the day of the, sure. con- on the day of the contest, you know, cause you say that, you know, obviously you talk about believing in yourself and you had that vision, you're writing, I'm going to be the next bikini pro like on your whiteboard. And you said that to yourself all the time. Yeah. When you were backstage, cause I know that you felt at Queensland, you said to me, like you pictured yourself in the overall, you felt it. And you said you pictured you and Prudence in the overall. Did you think that that was your time backstage as well at the Arnold? Yeah. There was this game over. There was this like, I've I've got this before you even went on stage. When I actually knew it was going to happen, when Tony announced that the show's still going to happen, that that was the only reassurance I needed to know that I'm going to take it out. Yeah, because I got I got the image shown every single time I woke up, I, like that image would flash. I knew I knew I was gonna win. Yeah. So it's I just needed to show up. It's crazy, like you know how you have this such self belief, and you know you visualized it, and you really truly believed in yourself, and you put it all on the line. And I think um, it's important for people to understand that that's exactly what you need to do. You have to push yourself. You have to believe that you can. And when you believe you can, you do. And then worst case scenario if you set the goal high and you fall just short of the goal, you're going to be very proud of yourself because you pushed it to the limit. And most of the time when you do push it to the limit, you're going to get rewarded. So I think that's probably exactly what happened. And my, also another saying is it, it's not if it's when, like it will happen, <laughs> yes. you know? So if it didn't happen this time, it would have happened. Like I, I knew it was going to happen because it was always my goal to be a pro. So yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the next step. I'm going to put you on the spot. Hopefully you can, um, what are some of your favorite quotes? Do you have them sort of written in your phone or like you memorize them? So they're, Oh, there you go. Oh, wow. They're doing a whiteboard. I'll probably read them out. So I don't like mess it up. Yeah. Uh, so one of the top ones is you have to expect things of yourself before you do them. That's MJ. Mm. Before you do them. So yeah, you have to expect things of yourself before you do them. Um, Tony Robbins, setting goals is the first step to turning the invincible into visible. And, and I also like member mentality. I read into that before. Yeah, Kobe. Yeah, that, that's another one. So um, member mentality means becoming the best version of yourself. And that's what I always wanted to be. 
because I can't be anyone else in this world. Yeah. So I just wanted to be the best version of myself. It's really cool. Like when you're saying, you know, when the moment that you knew that you had the pro cards, when Tony announced it, you weren't the best thing about you is you haven't mentioned this whole podcast, any other competitor, you know, you've just been focusing on what you need to do. You're you're staying in your lane. You weren't thinking about, Oh, there's Liv from WA. She won overall, you know, there's all these other good competitors. You're just like, it doesn't matter. Tunnel vision. This is what I want. I'm taking what's mine. Yes. Because in the years leading up to this year, I always used to compare even. Yeah. And this year I promised myself that I will no longer be doing that. Regardless of any pro shows coming up, I will like promise myself yeah. that I will not be comparing. Yeah. I will bring my best and it's up to the judges on the day that's to really, make the call. That's really cool. Speaking of um, going back to competitors, who are some of the um, amateur competitors in the country that, you know, you, you either like their physique or you think, oh, you know what, that, that chick or, you know, I shouldn't say that chick, but that, that lady, <laughs> that athlete should, um, you know, she can win a pro card or she's going to be good in, in the near future. Who are some of your like favorite competitors maybe? Well, I thought Ebony looked amazing at the show. So I thought we were going to be head to head in the Arnold's. Yeah. So she would be definitely one. Yeah. Loved Prudence's physique, mm-hmm. cute and tiny. Definitely, definitely an upcoming future pro. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I, sure. I, said, I said that to Prudence as well. I said it's only a matter of time for her because she just, yeah. I say it in every podcast, obviously, you know, with the girls that I have on the team, they say what their goal is and I believe in their goal. And I, I truly believe Prudence is, you know, very close. Just put some more size on in the right areas, come back with that nice shape, flow, proportion you know, with the good posing as well, it's game on. So I agree with that. Yes. And I'm going to name another one, but I'm trying to think who competed recently and who I really liked. Ooh, have, yeah, have quite a few girls that I know that were competing, but like off the top of my head, trying to look at, um, probably pull someone up on Instagram that I thought was really impressive. Would you be able to help me out with it? Or do you think anyone? I don't wanna, or... I, of course I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to influence the decision. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah, I've got oh. my fav- I've got my favorites and people that are on the team and off the team. Like the off the team ones, like you know, uh, there's a there's a few people that I like. Oh, trying to think of like um, amateurs though, you know, like I've got a lot of pros in my mind, but yeah, as for amateurs, because the show just just went on, so I should I should know this. Trying to pull up Instagram and see, yeah, someone that's not on the team but still very impressive. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw uh, some names. I'll throw some names out there. Yeah, for you know, you yeah, know. go. So like in the, let's say in the short class, right? You had the top yep. three. Um, so Prudence placed fourth in that. So you already mentioned Prudence. So top three was um, to get Shannon, Christina yep. and Angela. Um, that was the top three. And then in your class, you had Shell, Liv. Um, that was the top. Em- Embraldo was fourth. Yeah. Yep. You know what? There's a few other good competitors out there. There's, um, what's that? Um, There's a girl from Queensland. She's a taller competitor. Her Instagram's... Ooh. um. Bambino, that Bam, um, what is it? Bambi. Oh, what's her name? Yeah. You know what she, she's definitely a the stunner. Yeah. For, for a tall girl. I see, I see her. Yeah. I see her winning a pro card soon. Yeah. I think um, she's really good, but see, I always Either mention, overseas or, yeah. I always mention Christina cause I really like Christina's yeah. physique. You know, I like yeah. Shannon did really well. Like um, she obviously won the short class, but you know, in terms of structure, Christina, I think is very similar to you. With that crazy, she's got that crazy glute pop on the side. She's got nice big shoulders. Then that small and, waist. And, 
that impressive muscle too. Yeah. yeah, she's got a lot of muscle for a short competitor. Like yeah. that's you know that's one of my favorites. Um, that's not on the team anyway. Yeah, for sure. Really yeah. impressive. She first time seeing her on stage was was it last October nationals? Yeah, that's right. Because you um, I was, you and Steph came I was mind blown. Yeah, I didn't know who she was then, and I was like, oh hello. Yeah, yeah she, she um, stood out. She placed second, I think, in New South Wales to Ra- Ra- uh, Rachel won the overall over there. And then they did the short class, I believe, what was it? Class B, I think it was. Christina, she won that class B. And I actually had her personally winning the overall. Shanna, Shanna, Shanna was really good, but I just had slight edge to Christina. So I think, you know, I don't know what the scorecard was for the judges, but I had Christina winning. So that's why I'm a big fan of her. Yeah. She came out of nowhere and had really good condition, sure. really nice muscle. So I was surprised that she didn't get it. Very, very impressive. And a standout on the day. You could, you could, you could see. There's some people that just shine through, and yeah. that was her on that day. I remember. Yeah. I agree. I was in the crowd, so. Yeah, and that, yeah, because you, you came down with Steph, so wasn't that right? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving forward, when do you think this coronavirus thing is going to be lifted? So you, 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 I know that you're into energy and you listen to your gut. Yes. What does your gut say? to you know season b and what's going to go hopefully yes so this is this is what i believe and so flights definitely won't be lifted until next year Mm. to prevent the spread of corona which is fine because the queensland show is going to go on it's going to have a lot of a lot of audience and i'm bringing it yet again the 2020 is still happening the comeback isn't done yet uh, have you um does anyone did you get any information on that show because like i haven't spoken to tony yet is there is it not supposed yet. To be, so you haven't heard if it's the same day as nationals uh, i'm pretty sure it is the same day so they're gonna hold the amateur show and then the pro show as well i'm pretty sure oh really okay and i, I i'm pretty sure it's just bikini girls so it's it's pro bikini only oh, pro bikini only yeah I wonder if, they, if they're going to depend. You know what? It depends on the amount of competitors as well. So if they do like a two day split or, you know, cause it'll be difficult. When do you put the pro bikini on? And then is it open to international competitors? It would be right. Possibly. Yeah. But, um, but that, the no one's, girls, like come first. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, exactly. And then no one's going to be able to travel anyway. Cause if we've yeah, got a travel sure. ban, that it's means no one, can, no one can come into the country. That, then that travel bans on hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought that was a rumor. I didn't know. So I, I don't. I don't watch. Oh, the it's news. not on hundred percent, but I. Think, That's what your feeling I is. Think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I'm, I don't watch so, the news. So I rely on other people. If it went on, who advice. would you have in top three? Ooh. <laughs> 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 I'm asking the question. You just. You just put it on me. That's easy. That's don't worry easy about because team. Don't worry about anyone on the team. No, just, I am because I already know. So Nicole's gonna do it. You're gonna do it, and Steph's. That's my top three. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely, Nicole. Yes. I'm not. Be- I'm not betting against um, my girls. No way. I believe in all you. You do almost try yeah. to trick me there. Out, out, oh. This is this is an easy question for me, right? Outside, outside team destroy girls, right? I can give my honest opinion on who I think is really good. I think everyone is stupid to outrule Ness Herrera. So a lot of people, I feel like, you know, she placed fourth last year at the Arnold. She was Australia's highest placing pro. And I think people, for whatever reason, I don't understand sleep on her. And even last year when I watched the show, I was sort of, um, I guess, shocked the fact that she placed so high. And I look back at it and now that my bikini knowledge has got has improved as a coach, as a fan, and I analyze different, you know, pro judging. And I said this to Nicole Tan um, as well. I was just so impressed with, 
her shape. And now I understand why she plays so high because she's just got really good shoulder to waist ratio. And everyone's like, oh, she hasn't got the biggest glutes, but it doesn't matter. She flows really yes. nice. And when you've got that small waist, the big delts, you know, she hasn't really got a weak body part. She just flows really well. And it's the silhouette on stage. So for me, I think Ness is my number one pick. I'm going to have to say Ness Herrera. Um, no, if I'm going to do a top three, so let's just say the whole Arnold list is going to do it, right? Outside, not including our, like our girls. So I have Ness, Ness in first. In second place, I would have Melissa Carver. I think. Oh, yes. I keep forgetting her. She's stunner. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Goals. Yeah. yeah. Goals. Melissa Carver's just got, you know, she's obviously a very pretty girl. She's got crazy shoulder to waist ratio. Um, the yeah. reason why I have Ness ahead of her at this stage, because I've only seen, I'm assuming what they're going to look like. I don't know. Once I see them compared against each other, I can figure it out. But the reason why I think um, Ness will beat Melissa is because Ness is a little bit more complete. I think Melissa still needs to grow her quads, still needs to grow her hamstrings a little bit more to compete against someone that is as complete as Ness. Because Melissa by herself is amazing. Like you look at her, her shoulder to waist ratio, her back development, small lower back, the tape is insane. But when you compare it to Ness, you're like, hold on a second. I think Mel needs to grow her legs a little bit more to balance her glutes. Um, Mel's brought up her calves. So her, she used to have weak calves, but now the calves are there. But, you know, when you're looking at the best of the best in Australia, you need to compare weak body parts. And I have Ness ahead of Mel for that reason. And in third place, uh, third place, third place, who I'm going to have, I would probably put Julia in third. So if, um, if Julia does it, so I'd have one, two, and three. I'm a big fan of Julia's conditioning. She gets in really good shape, uh, but I don't Very think impressive. I don't as impressive as Julia is. I don't think she will be able to beat Ness because Ness has obviously beat her before. And it's, and I think like Ness keeps making good improvements. And I think Julia, the difference between Julia and Ness is that Julia's maxed out of physique. I think she's made, you know, she's very muscular. She's got, she's obviously a short competitor, but she's probably built as much muscle as she needs to for the division. Whereas Ness is still improving. She's still making changes, she's still growing. And because of that, I have um, Ness ahead of her. And same thing for Melissa. Melissa's still growing to her physique so she can make changes. In terms of Julia, she can definitely make improvements to her physique, but she has a lot more size and density to her frame than there's other girls. So those other two girls are growing. And I think that's probably what's going to put them ahead of her. Yeah. Great, great answers. Love it. Uh, also, you're interviewing me uh, now. That, <laughs> yeah. So do you think the criteria for bikini um, will change regarding who wins the Olympia this year? If it still goes on. So like if it goes back to maybe Angelica or Laura Lee. Yeah. Okay. Mm, my, my personal opinion is that no one's going to beat Issa. I just don't see yeah. it happening. I think her, her structure is just too insane and she keeps growing. So again, it's, it's the same thing. Angelica, you know, with respect as, as impressive as she is, she's got a lot of size. She hasn't really made any big improvements to, to her frame in terms of muscle. You know, I think she hasn't nailed her conditioning um, the last couple of shows, and that's what's let her down. That's why she plays third at the Olympia versus you know the other girls. Um, I just, Janet's amazing too. See, you know yeah, what, Janet? Um, in the face, <laughs> very pretty. She yeah, she's very pretty, and you know, Angelica looks good with stage makeup as well. You know, like a lot of these girls look really good with stage makeup, but I think Angelica probably. She needs to, I was saying this to Nicole Tan the other episode. I haven't uploaded it yet. So you probably, you know, we haven't listened to it, but yes. Angelica needs to grow her back. Like she doesn't, she's not very wide in the front shot and the rear shot compared to the others. If you look at Issa, 
she's got a crazy X frame. It's not just her shoulders, it's her back development. So she's just yeah. opens up super wide, small tapered waist. That's what's really putting her ahead of everyone else. And Laura Lee is the same small waist, you know, good width to the back, good width to the shoulders. That's the look that they're going for. They're going for an X frame shoulder to waist yeah. ratio with nice proportions. Issa has got nice proportions. She hasn't got the biggest glutes in the lineup, like out of, you know, Issa on the top three was Issa, Janet and Angelica. Angelica's got the biggest glutes, but the reason why Angelica yeah. didn't win was she was a little bit off in conditioning. And I think, she needs to grow her back uh, to balance out the rest of her physique because she's got the best glutes, hamstrings, and calves out of the top three. But sure. it's, it's a back development and a little bit of conditioning issue that you know, brings her down to that third place. Whereas Issa's still growing. Same logic as I said before. I think Issa's just going to keep growing. She'll put on more size in the right areas. She's still got a lot of room to grow into her physique. For a bikini competitor, it's game on. I think the only competitor that could maybe beat her would be Laura Lee. I think Laura Lee has yeah. a lot of size, but you know, Lately, Laura Lee hasn't nailed her conditioning. She hasn't nailed her conditioning probably since, uh, was it the um, 2018 Olympia? Yeah, 2018 Olympia. That was her best she ever look. Came second there. Came second there, best ever look. She probably needed to be maybe a little bit tighter and a little bit bigger everywhere, if like fuller in the right areas. But um, very close between her and Angelica in that show. And she hasn't achieved that look. She's changed coaches a couple of times. And I think... You know, she probably looked better when she, well, not probably, she did look better when she was coaching herself. I think she needs to go back to doing that because, you know, that was her best look to date and she's had two different coaches since then. So I don't see anyone beating Issa and I don't see the, the bikini criteria changing at yeah. all. I don't think so. Well, that's all I wanted. Yeah. Oh, that's good then. Just wanted yeah. to know because, yeah, of course it does translate to, like everywhere around the world, like once the Olympia goes on, what the criteria is, like uh, around Miss Bikini Olympia, yeah? Yeah, definitely. So people sometimes don't understand, it's like, you know, when it comes to bodybuilding, at the end of the day, bikini is still bodybuilding. Size is very important. If you've got a really nice structure, you have to have good combination of size, conditioning, and nice overall shape and proportion. The person who wins is the person who's got the most complete package. So sometimes it's someone with more muscle. Sometimes it's someone with more conditioning, but you have to have the size. If you don't have the size, you're not going to do well. And I think that some people chase conditioning too much and you see them look really, really flat on stage. And it's like, you know, what did you do that for? You need to have full muscle. And I think, um, you know, reviewing the Arnold results, obviously that's, that's why you won. Like if you look at um, Shell and Liv second and third, both of them a little bit lighter in muscle and compared to you, obviously, cause you're like, you're a, you're a freaking machine. So I think when it comes to judging, it's subjective. It depends on who's best at the day. So when you go to the Olympia, if someone's not in condition, they're going to go to the next best, but that doesn't mean that that is the standard. It just means that was the best in the day. So yeah. I think Issa can improve a lot more with her physique. She can put on size in the right areas um, and she's going to get in better condition as well as the density comes in. Because the bigger you get, the yeah, more pop you have. Like, if you look at Angelica at the Olympia last year, her side leg, her quad separation was insane. Like the side, the side shot, you know, or the front yeah. shot, whatever we call it, right? She had the best conditioning in the side leg because she's got a lot the most size. She's got the biggest quad. She's got the biggest glutes. When she turned to the rear, she had the biggest glutes, but she was very soft um, compared to the others, and that's what cost her the show. But when you have the size, the conditioning pops through a lot more. And that's something that you probably notice with yourself. Um, you know, when you compare yeah. 
compare photos from last time. Like, oh, you know, I'm in similar condition or maybe a little bit tighter, but you've got a lot more side glute pop. You know, the conditioning just pops through. Everything in general was like popping like this, this prep. It was incredible to see. Like, I remember, um, I think, yeah, you, you were training with Steph and I saw like your upper chest was just separated. As, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen on a bikini competitor and your delts were just pinging. And I'm just like, wow, you know? And yeah. even if you look at your stage photos, uh, I was looking at Bell Photography. Shout out to Bell Photography again for taking some of their shots. You're doing She's like incredible. a you're doing like a side glute pop, but you're flexing you're flexing down on your tricep, and just the separation in your delt was just straighted as hell. Oh yes, yes, yes. Was this on stage? Yeah, on stage. It's just like incredible to see. Like the, the, like sometimes you're just like, wow, is that really me? Yeah. I see the photos they were coming through from her and I was like, I, like, that's me really. Yeah. You know, but it's interesting, Incredible. you know, people probably don't understand how good you are as well. Even with me. Right. When I remember when I was, I told Steph this as well, when I was getting photos and videos, I was like, I was impressed with you. I was like, she's really good. Steph was be like, nah, Troy, you need to see her in person. Believe me, believe me. Like she's really, really good. And then when I saw you in Queensland, the two days out at the anytime fitness when we were posing, that's when I was like, wow. Cause you've got a 3d look to your muscle that you can only see in person. Like it's a shame that you can't look at yourself the way I, that we look at you because yes. you can't see what we see. Cause you're, you know, you're yourself, but you've got very 3d look to the muscle, which takes a lot of time to develop. That's why you were so impressive on stage. And you know, you've got that fullness that no one really has. So that's why you've got that, that let's call it that pro size. Thank you so much for <laughs> the compliment. <laughs> That's just, yeah, yeah, that's just, that's just straight up. Have you, um, have you got any crazy questions for me? You got any more? You're trying to, you throw me under the bus with the, that was a cheeky question with the, um, you know, who's going to top three. Yeah, are. well. I got my girls back, yo. I'm yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely just want to see that, you know, yeah. just, 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 just checking that right you're or, still 100 with us. I'm right or 100. die. 100. I'm right or die, yeah. yo. Right or die. For um, sure. So with your coaching, right, because yes. you, you PT a bit, is, is contest prepping something that you want to do with, um, moving forward with competitors? I definitely enjoy people that have set goals and they want to better themselves and just like further in life. If competing is something they enjoy doing, yes, I would love to help them. But just in general, like feel good, like just lifestyle training. But I do enjoy if I were to prep someone for IVV. IVV is like where it's at. If so, you want to take it to the next level, you want to compete with the IVV. Yeah, we I've, know that. I've, I've experienced it myself. Mm. So... The it's, community in the IFB is pretty cool as well. But all right, I'm gonna, I want to get a straight answer out of you though because that was like a 50-50, right? If yeah. you had a choice to go with more lifestyle clients or more contest prep clients, what would you, what contest would you choose? Contest prep. Oh, there you All go. the way. So this, this is what I was getting at. This is what I want to know. So yeah. you know, in, let's say, for example, if you want to do more contest prep clients, you want to focus, would you focus on bikini competitors or just like everyone? Like you just want to help everyone? Definitely bikini. Yeah. Definitely, definitely bikini. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't even do wellness. Just bikini. Just a bikini. Focus. Yeah. Like wellness is specialist. wellness is another level. Yeah, because it's it's a cool category. Like it's actually um. Love it. So impressive. I tell everyone this. Like bikini never was was probably my least favorite category of all time. And then it sounds crazy with me saying it now because it actually is my favorite category. But I'm actually starting to really like wellness because it's like. It's almost like bikini, but it's still a little bit more jacked up. I think that's really impressive. But as long as, for, for sure. me, as long as wellness stays feminine, that's my only thing. 
you know, sometimes people get caught up in putting on too much size, they lose their femininity. Femininity is, is number one and your health is number one. So if the ladies can stay feminine in wellness and have that size, then yeah, I'm a big fan and I want to be a part of that. So, but with, um, I want, you know what I want you to do? I want you to set a goal with the, with contest prep, right? Cause you said that that's something that you'd like to do. Yeah. How many competitors do you want to be coaching for the 2021 season? We'll, we'll talk about season by season B. So this time next year, how many clients, uh, how many contest prep uh, bikini athletes would you want to have? 10. 10. Boom. Locked and loaded. 10. Locked and loaded. 10 is a good number. No higher, no lower. 10 is so a good number. So that way you can give them your every effort. When you first start, you're like, oh, maybe I can do like a couple and then, you know, then you're like, oh, I've got a couple. Now I can do a bit more and then do a bit more, do a bit more. And um, it's always good to give your attention to people as much as you can. I think that's what's going to get the best results. So if you can apply, you know, what you've learned yourself with your mindset and teach these young girls how to get some self-esteem, to focus on the good, not the bad, and to put every effort in the gym. And sometimes, you know what, you have a bad day, you let it out in the gym, you let it out in your training session. If that message is kept with your coaching, you're going to kill the coaching game for sure. But then I'm going to have sure. to compete against you. <laughs> But I've learned from the best, honestly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be competing against you. Yeah, bring it on. Just, True. just girls against each other. Not just, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same family though. But th- that's the thing. It's like for sure. The more the I think the competition for the amateur competitors now, like there's some really good athletes coming up in the country. I think we didn't have that probably a few years ago. I think now it's a lot more competitive. And you look at a few girls, and you're like, oh wow, that's that's going to be a really good competitor. That's a good junior. And you're like, oh that was good in the novice category there's a few really good competitors coming up and because of that the pros are going to get better as well and i think now eventually we're going to have a few bikini competitors that are actually going to meet the olympia so and that's something that like nicole tan for example that's her goal for next year she wants to be in the olympia stage i'm pretty sure okay. steph told me that 2021 she wants to as well but i yeah, think 2021 um, that's yeah, the 2021. year for them 2022 2022 for you but Happy. see you're you're younger than them the goal was definitely to turn pro before 25 because yeah. yeah. just comparing it to overseas in America, a lot of um, girls are like way younger than us and they're pros already, like even at 18, 19. Yeah. So my goal was definitely to be under 25 and pro. So yeah. when it happened, it was just like perfect. Because now you got your pro card, right? So what do you think the difference is between a good amateur athlete and a good professional athlete, what is the one thing that you think is needed? The way you apply yourself to things. And also you've got to remember that a lot of people look up to you. So you, even though you think things don't matter how you present yourself, it does because there's always someone looking up to you. So yeah. as a professional athlete, you've got to uphold the set standard, how you train and how you apply yourself to your nutrition, just in general, everything. Just yeah. like we, like people look up to professional athletes in any kind of sport, it's just the same. I think what this podcast has really you know shown with you is mindset is everything. You know, it's very important to set goals. It's very important to believe in those goals. And sometimes, you know, there's probably would it be right to say that you know when you first said I want to be a bikini pro, did you have some doubt and you're like, you know what, I'm not sure if I can make it. Did you have those moments? Yes. Yeah, so as I was holding the whiteboard marker and writing it in big letters onto the mirror, a bit of me was like, in my mind, a bit yep. of me was thinking, oh, wow, you're so silly. But another part of me was like, no, just write it. And if it doesn't happen now, it will later down the track. But what makes you like, 
it's it's not silly believing in yourself. It's okay. Like if no one else believes but my but me, that's okay too because I just I just know that it will happen because I actually do want it so bad. So I just yeah. went with it. I I also edited a photo of me backstage in Queensland. I took it onto Instagram stories. Yeah. Put a little crown on my head and I wrote new Ivy Bikini Pro and I saved it without uploading it. So uh, did I you really? that every day too. You know, yeah. uh, and uh, that reminds me, you um, also did those. Um, so we had a group chat with uh, on Instagram, you, Steph and myself, and you sent us a video that you recorded before oh, the yeah. Arnold's. And that was pretty yes. deep. So I was 13 days out from, was it 13 days? Oh, this was before the qualifier. Yeah, before the qualifier, 13 days out, sitting in the cycle room. And I said, said on the video, I just done one and a half hours of cardio. I'm 13 days out. I can feel it. Like I can feel the metal around my chest. Yep. Yep. And I'm going to get that number one place. Here we go. And yep. I also have a video recording of the one out of Arnold's, which was two days out of Arnold's. Fernie still hasn't announced that the show was going to go on. And I just said, like, it has to go on because I just know for for a fact I'm going to take it out. So it needs to go on. Because that was, um at that point, Tony was saying that he didn't cancel the show, but he didn't announce the venue. And no one knew what was going on because he wasn't saying, yes, this is a locked-in venue. And I think it was only, yeah, it was only a few days out where they said, um, it is going on. We can't say the venue name. And then didn't they announce the venue like a day out or something? Like the a day out. They were trying to put everything together, the stage, the... Lighting for um, live, the, like it was um, airing live for everyone yeah. to watch all around the world. Yeah. So. And I mean, like big shout out to TD for getting that done. Tony Doherty, like, geez. Very, very impressive. The Crazy. stage was incredible to be on. I was super, oh, was it? Because like, I mean, from an audience point of view, the LED screens were kick ass. The only thing that bothered me a little bit was the lighting. I thought the lighting sort of hid the conditioning a little bit. But apart from that, I mean, you did an excellent job to organize that at the last minute. So what was backstage like? Because, you know, I wasn't allowed backstage, which annoyed, annoyed me because they had the social distancing and you can only have certain people backstage. So was um, yes. backstage just as good as like the Queensland? Uh, yeah, it was different. So at Queensland, it was a one-show format and Arnold's was a two-day show, two show format. So there was no guys backstage. It yep. was only uh, females, nice and easy. Not, not too much stress, actually. I actually enjoyed it that way. It was nice and cruisy. Everyone's just bumping up, no rush. So yeah, we're done. Did you prefer going on in the morning or like the Queensland show was on at like, was like maybe three or four o'clock? Did you like that better? This one was really like really quick. Like our afternoons are not too bad. It's just just a long day, I guess. Yeah. Um, don't mind mornings. Don't mind mornings. Yeah. You're ha- you're happy with it, yeah? Because it was interesting. It was just like I felt like it was over before we knew it. Whereas the Queensland yeah. show. It went really quick. We're just like, you know, going backstage and like talking to you girls and you're like, la la la. And you know, I was like, just relax. We've got plenty of time. This time was like first on, boom, done. I was like, wow. Yeah. I was just going to say there was not enough time for anyone to get nervous. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, even think that's about cool. being nervous. You just, just do it. Yeah. So the Queensland show, you, did you get nervous at all? It was, it was a long time backstage. So we got there around six or 7 a.m. And I was on stage 5 p.m. Yeah, was that was that late five? Yeah, mm. wow. Because yeah, because it's funny because like so, I was I was there and I did I had no concept of time because I was just like obviously 
waiting for you girls to go on all day. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a really cool show. I liked that. And I think, is that where the Nationals is going to be? The same venue? Yes, Slima Sports Complex in Brisbane. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that goes forward though, but we'll, we'll know at a later date. I actually, um, I said to Nicole the other day that Tony did mention that his intention is to, for the show to go forward. You know, I mean, come on. Tony made the Arnold happen. Of course, he's going to try to make Nationals happen, but it's just a matter of the government legislation sort of, you know, if things are lifted, because I think everyone's in phase three lockdown. If we go back to phase one, then we're good to go. We can do a contest. It's just a matter of if that happens or not. But because it's like, what, six months away, hopefully that would, you know, give us some time. But it's not just that. People need to know if they can prepare for it or not. For sure. Have enough time. Yeah, have enough time. So I would say for the people that are listening, you're not sure if season B is happening. If you want to compete, you know, start your prep. You know, start your prep at 20 weeks out or 16 weeks out or whatever, you know, time frame you give yourself. By August, we're going to know if it's happening or not, you know, probably. For sure. Because it depends on, you know, the flattening the curve and all that stuff. So what is your opinion on this coronavirus? Have you paid attention to it? Remember, like, I think it was after the Arnold, I went a bit crazy and I was posting conspiracy theories and all this kind of crap. Did you see that for those yes. posts? Yeah, so I do believe, like, it's not just a conspiracy. I do believe there's something going on, like, way greater in the world than um, much of us are aware. Yeah. Uh, number one would be the 5G. So testing of that caused most of this, um, what's going on in China. So in regards to that, I do believe that it was um, the cause of all the deaths. So in in order to cover that up, they had to create a uh, man-made virus. Yeah. So with that, it actually spread way more than anticipated. And now the whole world is suffering. Yeah. That's um, one. And there's, there's way more to it, but um, a bit more stuff happening in America called the great awakening. Oh, that's, that's um, about that pedophilia ring. Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I, I read into that and that's like next level. That is deep, yeah. Yeah. See, it's, there's it's, some some videos on NASA going nowhere. If anyone wants to find any links. Oh really? Oh. Yeah. Um, wow, the okay. YouTube YouTube is NASA going nowhere, right, and I'm there's gonna, some deep stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna suss that out because I've um I've checked out some of the the content and it's pretty deep. So if anyone like is a bit squeamish, don't don't look into it because it's it's pretty heavy stuff. Yeah, very very heavy. Very heavy. I've got I've got nieces and stuff, and I could never think of um, anything like that uh, towards kids in general. So I don't know how some yeah. Because are... at the end of the day, we're all um, younger back in the day. So just thinking of that stuff, it's pretty full on. Yeah, it is absolutely crazy. Yeah. So I think any um, any conspiracies that you think? I think before we wrap ooh, this up. Ooh. Well, I've see my my opinion changes. Like at, at first, when this whole thing came out, I was thinking that the the virus was engineered in a lab it wasn't it wasn't from animals there's studies that have shown that there and a lot of people disagree and that's if you disagree with me happy to discuss on instagram share your opinion with me let's have a debate convince me otherwise i'm happy for you to convince me i'm not saying that what i believe is the only thing to believe that's based on the information that i have so i think that the it was chemically engineered in the lab it was strategically released for economic gain and purpose and i think they combine that with the release of 5G. 5G weakens the immune system. So you've obviously read all that stuff. Because yes. 5G areas that are like, for example, Italy's high in 5G, China's high in 5G, even the States are. Those are the three countries that are great, the most great, greatly uh, affected 
by the virus. And that's because they all have 5G towers installed in those specific areas. Wuhan in China, where the virus originated, is 5G city. They actually, it's, there's information that um, was being brought out that the 5G was actually turned off. They went back to 4G when the virus was sort of spreading because everyone's immune system was weak. And there's a lot of evidence to suggest that it does. Radioactive waves does weaken the immune system. And there's plenty of information out there for people to research that. Whether you believe it or not, it's hard to say. But I think even back in the day, remember when mobile phones first existed? It's like, oh, you know, radio waves in your ear. You've got to be careful putting the phone yes. to the Nokia 5210 days when everyone's playing Snake. Remember that game? Yeah, yeah. And um, Yeah, it was the best. So I think that is a, it's probably a, a real thing. I mean... I don't know how you feel, but for example, like, cause I'm on WhatsApp all the time talking to clients, that type of thing. And you know, you're on Instagram, especially in isolation. If you spend a couple of hours just without technology, without your phone and you go for a walk, you feel so much better. I find that I just don't feel right having my phone on me all the time or being around technology. So I don't really disagree with the theory that there's, there's radioactive waves and there's things that are affecting your body and your immune system could be compromised by carrying your phone around that's with 4g what about 5g it could be the next level so i've always thought that myself that you know hold on i don't feel as i don't feel healthy having my phone on me all the time and when i you know don't have my phone on me i go for a walk i get some fresh air i actually really feel feel really good but sometimes you know we fall in the habit of going for a walk and then what we do we, we take our phone with us and we take some selfies and you know video the fact that we're going for a walk which is cool but sometimes yeah. we need to escape from technology and i think that 5g combining with the strategic release of the virus would definitely happened economic purpose for sure. What's your take on vaccines? Vaccines. Bill Gates Gates is a absolute psychopath. He's a lunatic, (laughs) he's a lunatic. Um, And I must say that also I almost admire him in a way, in a really odd way because he is being everything that he can be. Right. So, he obviously has set big bodacious goals. He's getting after it. And just because Very much, you yeah. may or may not agree with what he does, doesn't mean that you can't admire his, what he's achieved because he's literally being all everything that he can be. So before we we're talking about, you, you know, you mentioned Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, all these guys that are super successful. Bill Gates is one of those people. He's a super yeah. high performer and he gets after it. So you don't have to be, a good person to be a super high performer and there's something to learn from everyone. Right. So, but going back to that, I think, yeah, the vaccine thing, if they're going to mandate, like I was actually watching something last night and Bill Gates was saying it could be up to 18 months until a vaccine is good to go. And even then there's not going to be the protocol, the safety protocols um, that are generally involved with creating a vaccine to make sure that it's safe. You could have side effects up to 24 months in a two, two, two year period but if the government says, no, we need to push this along, he's not liable for anything that goes on if he's the yeah. manufacturer of that vaccine. So that's the first thing. Um, there is always, always a risk in pushing a vaccine to come in early because there's no clinical test done. And the vaccine that's involved, there's evidence to suggest that there's, we're going to be microchipped with the vaccine. I've heard about that. Yeah. So that could be an interesting thing. So, I mean, and that's another thing, right? Well, and we once talk- the microchip's in... Um, it means you can track you wherever you, whatever you're doing yeah. at any point. It's sort so. of like, it's, it, you know what it is? It's a, 
eventually what's going to happen is we're probably going to have to have a microchip. My theory was we're going to have a microchip sort of somewhere like placed in our hand or in our forearm. And it's going to be our passport. It's going to be our like identifier. We're not going to have to have, for example, you should be able to walk around and pay with your credit card, pay with everything just through a microchip, one card for everything. Now, is this vaccine something has something to do with it? Is it, you know, a coincidence that it's going to be microchipped and small microchips that aren't visible to the naked eye have been around since like then everyone probably doesn't believe this, but the 1990s, the CIA used to do this shit to people and track people. But for everyone that's probably thinking, what the fuck is this guy talking about? This is crazy shit. Yeah. We are carrying a mobile phone everywhere. They know where we're going anyway. Right. It's yeah. just that this is the next level of mobile phone because you got location settings on. If we go for a walk, right? Social distancing, there's two people and there's a third person that comes. They know there's a third person. It's easily tracked through your mobile phone because there's a lot of spyware on your mobile phone when you download a new app. The amount of information that is extracted from your phone is next level. People don't realize that. And the vaccine really is just probably another level up, but we don't know exactly, A, we don't know if it's going to be healthy for us. Two, is it going to be mandatory? How much we're going to have to pay for it? And I think the safety issue is a big concern, not having clinical tests done and trials to whether or not it's, ex- it's going to be healthy. I mean, there could be some long-term side effects from the first vaccine that goes out and then what it's a big risk to have. Uh, will I take the vaccine? Fuck no. I'm not taking that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me with flu shots too, but that's, that's just personal. Everyone's yeah. different, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I'm not doing a flu shot. Um, I've have obviously been vaccinated with everything else when I was younger that's fine. Uh, I just, from this point forward, yeah, I'm not going to take a flu vac- vaccination. I'm not going to be doing a, I'm definitely not going to do a coronavirus one either. Although they're putting up um, something, this is going to be Australia wide. Uh, they're saying uh, we all going to have to download like an app on our iPhones or if you're on Android or such, such things. And it's going to say your phone's going to start buzzing when a person near you has coronavirus. That's walking past really? you. Yeah, I that just co- knew- got covered on the news um this morning when I was well, driving. Wow. So how like that means they're yeah. gonna have to have a lot of people's information on each other's like on their phone to know that they had the corona, which is like a lot of information. That's so interesting. Um, I mean, if they're gonna do that, see, I don't watch the news, so I'm not updated with that type of stuff. Oh, yeah, um, radio, radio, radio stuff yeah. News, but I yeah, was, yes. yeah, same, 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 right? Like yeah. the, the radio. Yeah, bit. it is. It is. Yeah, that's so interesting. And um, that's why, look, if in doubt, stay in your house, isolate. So for me, I'm, I'm a person that likes to be active and do crazy shit. I'm like losing my mind park. in this isolation. It's at, hard. The, at the park, just hanging at the park, hey? The park, that's all you can do, right? You can go for a walk and, you know, it's, it's hard to stay mentally strong when this is going on, I, I feel like. That's just me being honest with, you know, all the listeners out there. And I know people struggle too. Like, you know, when you're not working as much, when you're not going to the gym, like it, most of them, obviously all the, all the people that are listening train. It's like, that's your, that's your me time. That's your fuck. Yeah. I'm getting after it. I had a fight with my partner, relationship problems, family problems. And obviously people losing their jobs. You want to go train and let it out. It's like, you haven't got that option now and it feels good to look good as well. And you're not being able to do what you normally do. Home workouts probably don't feel the same, but everyone's adapting really well. It's that it ain't easy, you know, but I think, you have to go through this process. There's a lot to learn from it and take the lesson, learn something from this experience and find you. I think this is a perfect opportunity for people to find who out who they are 
work on your weaknesses. Like for me, I'm not a patient person. I am, I, I want things done my way yesterday and I'm very competitive and I just don't like this situation, but it's teaching me to be patient. It's t- teaching me to chill the hell out and focus on what I can control. Like if your anxiety is this, someone talk, I can't remember who told me this, but anxiety is a lack of control. Don't focus on things that you cannot control. Focus on what you can. And that is having structure throughout your day. Everything you just mentioned um, earlier, like, like I was like, damn, I'm going to listen to this because I've obviously got to edit this podcast. I'm going to take yeah, some yeah. notes and be like, you know what? I need to do a gratitude journal. That's something that I need to do. Believe me. It's great. And I think it really helps. I think a lot of people can benefit from some of the things that you said, because the amount of people that men- men- like have mentioned you and your mindset and wanting to learn more, I think you've given out a lot of good information that people can apply. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're all just everyday people, but what separates us is what we think about ourselves and our actions. And you've obviously developed this mindset through learning, through research, through actually acting on it and making and making improvements and then getting it off, getting after your goals and getting after it in the gym. Also being surrounded by like-minded people helped a lot because if you think all these things, but you're not surrounded by like-minded people where you want to be heading, you're not actually going to get there because everything should be done in a group and like actually people bring you up to that level rather than doing things by yourself. Yeah. So I definitely think, um, yeah, I, I agree with that. You are who you surround yourself with and for sure people out there, you got some negative people in your life and everyone makes mistakes. You know, not everyone's perfect. I, I've made some killer mistakes, but you have to, you know, want to be better and you want to make sure that you surround yourself with people that want you to do better surround yourself with people that push you to be better, not the people that are just happy, you know, you being you and you fucking up all the time. So that's something that I've thought about lately. Have you got anything else that you want to sort of mention while I got you on? Where do you see yourself in five years as a coach or as yeah, a coach. just business wise? Yeah. Business wise. Okay. So still with, Melbourne, <laughs> you know what, honestly, location wise, I haven't thought yeah. about that. So I'm, okay. um, um, if I was going to move anywhere Australia wide, I would only be either a in Melbourne or B in Gold Coast. Yeah. Gold Coast con- is the place to be. Yeah. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't consider anything else. So I've actually considered Gold Coast in my head recently. There's something that I've, that I've been thinking about. It could be an option in the next 12 months. So For sure. that's something that I might do in the next five years. So coaching wise, what I like to do is, I like to, to build winners. That's something that, you know, I really like to do. I like to build winners and I like to win. I fucking hate to lose. Everyone competes. I said this before, everyone competes to win. I compete to win. You know, there's nothing worse in my mind than, than losing and continuing to lose. You want to give your best effort. That doesn't mean that you're a loser. I think that you've got something to learn from that. Everyone's a winner. If you don't fucking stop, right? Don't stop until you fucking win. That's the attitude that you need to have. And that's the attitude that I, I sort of have for myself. So, you know, obviously you got a good result. I think back and go, okay, Prudence, I wanted her to do better. And I'm thinking, what can I do as a coach to make her better? I reflect on peak week. I reflect on all these things that I could have done differently. And mm. I have high expectations for people that want to do well. Based on their goal, it's like, okay, you like Prudence, wanted to, I'm saying Prudence because it's just the first person that pops in my head. She wants a pro card. It's like, all right, what do I need to do as a coach to get her there. And I'm thinking about solutions. So I want to produce as many winners as possible. I want to produce the most amount of pro bikini girls in Australia, like by like a fucking landslide. 
I want to crush everyone. So that's that's see, what I'm thinking. Do you see yourself coming to the 2021 Olympia and 2022 Olympia? Yeah, I'm going there. I'm I'll, I'll book that shit. Yeah, I'm go, I'll go next year 100% because I'm going to have an athlete or two in the show. I already know. I already know who they're going to be. Right. So I've, I already know based on their goal that it's going to be, it's going to happen. So it's just a matter of doing the pro shows. Hopefully the, the travel thing isn't going to be around for a while. The problem with that is, is that it's going to be extremely challenging to qualify for next year's Olympia if there aren't any shows later this year, because all the good athletes are going to jump in and do the shows to qualify. It's going to be super competitive. So it might be a little bit difficult to, you know, but you might have to get, get the some, points and things. Yeah. Might have to get the points and do the elimination round, but it all depends on yeah. you know what happens. But Moving forward, yeah, I just want to um, be the best coach that I can be, continue to learn. I'm all about, you know, self-development, learning more and more. I just want to be that fucking better, far better than anyone else that it doesn't even matter. Like, I want it to be laughable that anyone would pick another coach apart from me. I've got another question. Yeah. Seminars. Yes. Coaching just with like bikini athletes all around Australia. Yes or no? Yes. I've you actually, see yourself doing that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I've actually... um. I was planning to do it post Arnold. I was planning to do bikini contest prep seminars post Arnold actually. And yeah, I've actually got to write content for it. So I want to talk about, I've got a list of things that I want to talk about, like from, from nutrition to training, to mindset, to peak week protocols, do's and don'ts, finding a good coach, um, finding out who you are and getting the best out of yourself. Talk about things that people are scared to talk about performance enhancement drugs, the good, the bad, diuretics, yes or no, everything in detail. Like literally have a one-stop shop seminar for all bikini competitors. Doesn't matter if you're a first-timer, doesn't matter if you're an open competitor going for your pro card, even if you're a professional. I want to give value to people, educate them. And I thought about it, it's like, you know, do I want to be educating other coaches? Fuck yeah. You know, if I think that, I don't think I'm going to be giving someone an advantage over like the information that I know passing it on is a good thing because it's going to help more athletes do the right thing and make the most make, make the right choices, especially when it comes to drugs. A lot of ladies fuck themselves up when it comes to, you know, using too much stuff. I won't go into detail right now, but I want to make sure that they do it in a healthy way. Cause this sport, people are going to use things. That's fine, but you're going to make sure that you're making an educated decision and you know what you're doing. And that's what the seminar is going to be about and maintaining femininity. As I said before, like my concern with wellness is that if it goes down that road, but you have to stay feminine. Like no lady wants to go down that road where she can't come back. And I think it's important yeah. to educate young ladies because you've got coaches out there that recommend some real stupid shit and even some well-known coaches. And it's like, why the fuck are you doing that for? You know, look at what you're doing to yourself. It's not a matter of, I'm not in my high horse. I don't think I'm better than anyone else, but I, I know what is safe and I know what's unsafe for a lady to take. And a lot of these coaches are doing unsafe shit that's risking you know, their femininity. It's just, it blows my mind. And these young ladies pay for a coach. You expect that person to have, you know, a really good opinion that you have a really good experience and that would know the right thing to do and they would have your best interest at heart. But a lot of these coaches don't give a fuck. And then all of a sudden your voice starts changing. All of a sudden you have masculine like side effects. Like when your voice starts changing, it's game fucking over, you know? And, and obviously, you know, there's some ladies that unfortunately have gone down that road unknowingly because they put trust in their coach. So I want to prevent that as much as possible by putting out good information and making sure that people are aware of what they're doing before they do it and to prevent that as much as possible. And if I can do that, that'd be really good. And of course, not just a preventative measure, 
to make sure that, you know, ladies are getting after it and they're going to look their best ever. So if we can lift the competitiveness, standard. the standard in Australia, yeah. it's going to be a good thing. And then more ladies are going to go to Olympia. I truly believe that we can have a lot of pro bikini competitors go to Olympia. We've got some good pros now, new young pros. And by looking at those statistics, is there any Australian pros made it on the Olympia stage or not yet? Not for bikini. Yeah, not for bikini. Mm. Not for bikini. Someone's going to be the first one. Yeah, <laughs> who's going to be, be that? Ah, uh, like if if you know what, if we saw the Arnold, if the Arnold happened, and I saw everyone yeah. in the lineup, then we would have known. We would have known. Right now, it's hard to say because it's, you know, like I said, I gave you my top three outside of the Team Destroy girls. Because uh, yeah. I didn't mention Nicole or Kara to keep it fair. So those three, I think, um, would have done well, and it's hard to say who would do really well outside of Australia getting compared as well. Another question. Do yeah. you see a future Miss Bikini Olympia being blonde on stage? Just, mm. just an honest question. Yes I or no? I don't think, I don't, yes, it's not a problem. I don't see a yeah. blonde. I, I think a lot of people um, have this stigma that blondes don't do well on, on a professional level. Maybe that's because there's not a lot of blonde competitors. I don't think that brunette competitors look better. It just so happens that a vast majority of professional athletes have dark hair. That's the, that's the thing. So it's very easy for, you know, someone to dye their hair blonde. It doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. I think that bikini color choice is limited. If you're blonde, you can't pick, you know, a number of different colors. Is it like blondes can work well with pink, probably like purple, blue, those type of colors. You know, if you, tend to sort of travel on to or move on to other colors. Sorry. You're limited. Whereas brunettes can get away yeah. with almost any color. You can do black, you can do green, you can do orange, you can do almost anything when you've got dark hair, like a brown hair or black hair. So yeah, it's limited. That's the thing. So it's all about contrast, making sure that the, the tan's nice matches the bikini. I think that's where a lot of blonde competitors go wrong. They pick the wrong bikini color to match the hair. Yeah. Yeah, but look at the Queensland. I mean, look at the amateur level, Queensland, all blondes kicked ass pretty much. Yeah, for sure. You know, even... It was um, themed blondes, for sure. It, it was themed blondes. And even, uh, what do we have the Arnold? Uh, team blondes. Yeah, again. A lot of blondes, a lot of blondes um, did well. And even overall with Shannon as well. Yeah, so what I mean? So yeah. I think what matters more than anything is... And yeah, and red, red, actually red bikini looks good on blondes too. What matters yeah. more than anything is the physique and how it flows. And if the presentation's there, I just think there's not a lot of blonde bikini pros and that on a high level. So that doesn't mean that there's not going to be because, you know, if good competitors come out out of nowhere, that's got a nice structure. It's game over. Look, imagine if Issa just started, if she just decided to bleach her hair. It It'd be happen. game over again. <laughs> it's not going to change the result. So, yeah. but I, I do think Issa should stay with dark hair though. Yeah. Yeah, she should stay with dark hair. She had some blonde tips though at one point. That looked all right. Yeah, you know, no, she did. And I, I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it worked well. So it gave her a little bit of, like a little bit of edge, something different. But that It was interesting because Issa probably was one of the poses, uh, sorry, one of the competitors that didn't pose that good. It's only recently where she's worked on her posing and it's a bit better. So I think if you've got something else going on, like it sounds funny to say it, but having a little bit of tips in your hair, a bit of highlights, et cetera, gives you a bit more edge on stage when you're a bit boring. If you've got no, if you've got no personality in your flat, you know, it's, it's different. And it's funny that we're criticizing Issa who's Miss Olympia and opposing, but I do think that's something that she can work on. She can work on a bit more sass and confidence on stage. You know, the chin, chin needs to be up. You got to have the smile. You got to work your eyes. You got to work 
your physique, you got to do all these things. And, you know, unless like, I, I can't recall someone that just rocked. Angelica's actually a really good poser. She's got that crazy confidence. You know, Janet Leigh is pretty confident on stage, but I think Janet's walk is very, very good. I just don't like how she hits her mandatory shots. I think she could yeah. improve. I think she could improve that. That's one thing I don't like about her. But see, there's always room. It doesn't matter how good you are. There's always room for improvement. And if you have that attitude, you're going to keep improving. It's game on. For sure. Even Isa looking at it, like she was always probably looking up to the top three or even Angelica. And then she took over because yeah. she believed in herself and just kept pushing. She was looking back four years now, like she wasn't even like top, top athlete at the Arnold's. And now she's just cleaning up. Yeah, she exactly. She just believed in herself, kept pushing and getting better. Yeah. And that's another thing. I think um, it's important to, you know, when you're a new pro, especially you, because you've got the size. I think, you know, it's difficult now, but I think, you know, when you do compete, you should do multiple shows because you just get keep getting yes. better condition, get that stage experience, get seen and get feedback from experienced judges. And then, you know, they at the, the pro level, they might be like, oh, you know what? You can tweak this. They might say downsize your back or whatever it is. And you can do those things getting judged in Australia, the feedback from the judges. That's something that I did ask. I said um, to the head judge, Michael Bune, I said, um, what do you think about Alexandra's size? Cause I was honestly concerned that you were a little bit, a little bit borderline too big. And he said, perfect size. And I thought, excellent. Good. I was, I was happy because we knew that, you know, you had a lot of size, but it's good. That's why it's important for ladies that think they're too big. Don't think you're too big. Alexandra's won a pro card and you're the biggest uh, in terms of muscle density, size in the right areas. You have you're the biggest girl on stage. Um, so Train hard, ladies. Don't think you're going to be too big for the criteria because Alexandra just proved that you can get after it and have a lot of size. Because I think um, your your glutes would match some of the wellness competitors in in density. That's yeah, no, for that's, sure. That's no joke. They you know just that. go out. They don't go sideways, but they go out like. Yeah, you've got crazy projection. <laughs> crazy projection. Not, I actually, wasn't pumping that much backstage. To be honest, they were just. Yeah, I know. I know you don't. Standing up, they were just. Kind you're just, there, you're so. just, you're just chilling. It's funny. So, you know, e- even as, as a coach, there's so many things that I think we can improve on for the next show. And I'm looking for forward sure. to like, just really nailing that condition. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. Oh, bringing something, I'm putting it out here on the podcast. Next time I step on stage, which will be my pro debut, bringing something brand, brand new. Yeah. I reckon you're going to, yeah, you're going to shock a few people. That's for sure. What do you reckon? We'll, we'll wrap this up now. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> we've, been, sure. we've been doing this it's for been two hours. It's been a great one. I can't count out myself to two hours. So, um, so I think Did that'll... Did say two hours? Yeah, it's, I, yeah, I think it's two hours. So um, that's another episode done. If you have any questions about this podcast, please feel free to DM me on Instagram. And for those who don't follow me, uh, you can follow me at Troy J Thornton. Alex, what's your uh, Instagram handle? Um, Alexandra Banda, A-L-E-K-S-A-N-D-R-A Banda and double underscore. Sweet. And um, if you would like this podcast, can you please share it? That'd be appreciated. And for the people out there that have any topics or questions that you'd like to hear on future episodes, please feel free to DM me. And um, so Alex, thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. This, this is probably a highlight of my career as well, being on the podcast. <laughs> see, look, see, now you're making me humble. I, I appreciate that. Um, so until next time, thank you for listening, everyone. And peace.